Hello, hello, hello. This is Self-Discovery with Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I am your host, Alicia. I am a certified life coach and an accountant. I'm certified in Connecticut to assist with individual in an act of domestic violence and or sexual abuse situation. I'm also a survivor of domestic violence myself. Self-discovery is here to assist survivors in rediscovering themselves through my podcast with relevant topic where we discuss how, why, and solution. Before we get started, get your notebook, journal, paper, and pencil, and write down what resonates with you. Tonight's topic is going to be a little bit different. Tonight, um, we're going to talk about sexual assault. Um, We're in April, and April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And that's pretty strong. Pretty strong statement knowing that so many individuals are being assaulted on a daily basis. Women being the biggest target, minority women being bigger. But let's not forget, male are also being sexually assaulted by other male and by women. So the majority of the population that's being assaulted are women, but let's not forget when it comes to violence, there's no discrimination. And so with that being said, um, we're gonna get started. I'm gonna give you a little history about how the Sexual Assault Awareness Month came about. Because I think it's important for us to understand the journey that we have traveled to get the rights that we have today. And it's strange to say, to get the rights that we have today. <laughs> Those rights shouldn't be have to fought for, they should be automatically be there. But unfortunately, as human and the way things were set up, where it was dominated by male, women didn't have a chance. So it took a while for us to get this far and we have a long way to go. The history of promoting awareness on sexual assault and preventing and prevention through education, you know, um, started around the 1970s. The 1970s um, market beginning where we became more active, activism started organizations started on a national level to reduce sexual assault, violence against women. That started rumoring around, started moving around in the 70s. So think about that. We're now in 2022. That's not that far away. 1970s, that's not that far away. That's, that's pretty close by. You know, they had to start a movement because results, women were getting assaulted left and right. The first rape crisis center in the U.S. opened up in 1971. That center was to counsel and advocate survivors and educate them. 1971. So wonder what was happening before then. Think about that. The first crisis center opened up in 1971. What happened prior to that? 
That's something to think about. 1976, the first take back night to increase visibility. That take back night was a series of marches organized to protect, to protest, and to talk about rape and sexual abuse. The broadcast, the message that women shouldn't be afraid to be out at night. And you know, like everything else, when it comes to domestic violence, sexual assault, all those things, the burden are put on the women. Why did you go out? Why did you dress that way? Why did you allow this? Let's step back and make the aggressor accountable. Why did you attack this woman? Why did you hit this woman? Why did you do that? Let's have that conversation, that dialogue, to ask the aggressor, why do you feel entitled to attack and abuse somebody else? Why do you feel entitled to take what's not given to you? And women, keep in mind, or anyone else, you can say no at any point in time. You can say yes and change your mind. It's okay. It's okay. It's your body. It's your space. And you are entitled to change your mind without being beaten, attacked, or the assault continue. You're entitled. Regardless of who you are, you are entitled to change your mind and say no. In 1980, the National Coalition Against Sexual Assault was mobilized, mobilizing group across the country. So they they get a momentum. 1970s, they started the first rape center, opened up in 1976, you know, um, 71. Just think about 76, you know, take back night, 1980. National Coalition Against Sexual Assault. They're starting to get momentum. They're starting to move forward. 1994, after a long campaign, Congress passed the first Violence Against Women Act. The first legislation to require law enforcement to treat domestic violence as a crime and not as a private matter. Once again, think about that 1994 what was happening before that? Wow, think about it. What was actually happening before 1994? Very scary, very scary. 2001, the first official Sexual Assault Awareness Month, once again, brought the issue into the public conscious and reignite the march Reenigna March, it get people moving again. The Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, which support over 1,000 rape crisis center. Think about that. That's a lot to take in. 1971, first rape crisis center, 1994, Violence Against Women Act passed 2001, the first national sexual assault awareness campaign. And in 2009, 
President Obama was the first president to recognize and officially declare April as National Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Wow, that's that's pretty deep. When you look back and you think the grounds we have covered, and they're very small. If you think about human rights as individuals, human, we have rights. But do we? Do we really have rights fully? And if you think about all the different things that's going on in Congress where women are stripped of a lot of rights, the burden is always falling on women. We can't dress how we want to dress. We can't speak. We can't act. We can't manage our own body, our own space. We're being told what to do and how to do it when it comes to our body. No one should be questioned when it comes to their personal space and their body. And no one should be labeled. And the sad thing about all of this, women are very critical towards other women. Other women are very judgmental towards other women. And we need to step back and think about this. When a woman gets raped, she doesn't come forward. The stigma, the shame, the humiliation, the trauma, and then being going, taken into court in today's society and being shamed by our own peers. It's bad enough the guys are going to shame her. She's now labeled for life as a slut or whatever else. And if she was intoxicated or under the influence of anything, oh my God, forget it. Where is the empathy that the fact that as human things happen, but it doesn't mean that because I've had a drink or smoked something that gives someone the right to infringe on my space and to brutally molested and assaulted my personal body, my personal space without my permission. And also when I'm intoxicated, how dare you assume that I want to participate in any activity. Those are the things that we need to keep in the forefront that as individual, no one should cast a stone, no one should judge anyone. No one, regardless intoxicated or not, they have the right to say no. And no one should feel entitled to another person's body, regardless of who you are, what title you have, how much money you have, or the situation. Common decency and courtesy go a long way. If someone is not in their right space, regardless of how tempting it might be for someone, and I don't understand why, walk away, help them, get them the help they need. If they're drunk, take them home. But it doesn't give you the right to partake in sexual activity with that person knowing that when they were sober, they said no. Or they didn't, you didn't even cross their mind. People also end up having sex through intimidation and peer pressure. So, so many things happen to children 
and they're the young kids who don't have a voice, the babies who don't have a voice. So let's talk about it, let's have that conversation and let's talk about it so it can be open, so it can be exposed, so we can stop this. We can stop the sexual assault against women of all age, from infant to adult, and from boys. I hope, I hope in this podcast I've enlightened you of why the importance of making this month sexual assault awareness. Um, it shouldn't be just a month. It should be on an everyday basis as common decency and human being that we don't take advantage of someone. But this month is where we emphasize the most and push forward intensely. But the work doesn't stop after April end. And the work just doesn't start April 1st. The work is 24-7, 12 months a year. It started prior to the 70s. And it will continue on as long as this continue. So please join the fight to support various organizations of your choice by volunteering your time, educating people around you, donating money to help women and individuals, because not just women, but they are the bigger population that get hurt, to, you know, to support individuals or in this situation. Sexual assault, incest, all these things happen. You know, when people think about sexual assault, they think about a stranger, 80%, and I could be off with the numbers, but more than 50% are by people we know. An adult is usually an intimate partner or a friend, and for children, is usually within their household. So think about sex, sexual assault, it's not just for adults. What about the little kids who didn't dress wrong, who didn't say the wrong things, but were attacked by their family member, whether it be by father, stepfather, mother, boyfriends, siblings? These things go on. So it's bigger than just saying a woman dressing sexy and going outside and getting attacked. The majority of it happens with people we know and love and trust. And for kids, it's really traumatizing. That can affect their own entire course of how they deal with relationships and everything. Sexual assault comes in so many venues. When you think about a young boy at 13, his first will be an older woman. Their father will get them a lover, someone to break them in. That's sexual assault. At 13, how do you process those things? You can't. But you take it because that's what a man do. So we have to think about it. We have to have that conversation. Men have to have that conversation as far as not promoting for their son, nephews, to engage in sexual activity before their time with the older women and also not to take advantage of a woman when she's not in her right mind and understanding what the word no mean. Or better yet, understanding that a grunt doesn't mean yes. So with that being said, please, once again, volunteer your time and services in every way possible you can. So we're going to wrap this up. 
And, and wrapping it up, we're going to give the National Sexual Assault Hotline number 24 hours a day. 1-800-656-HOPE. 1-800-656-HOPE. The National Sexual Assault Hotline. Okay, here we go. We are going to wrap this up. Remember, self-love and self-care with positive affirmation is feeding one mind, body, and soul. Remember, you are worthy of all good things that comes your way. And that meaning being able to say no and being able, if you are in that situation where you were sexually assaulted, hold your head high. Do not let that individual dictate who you are and what you feel about yourself. Get the counseling you need. But you are worthy of all good things. Um, I can be found on Facebook under Self Survivor Empower Life Coach. You can find me on Instagram under Self underscore Transition Life Coach. Life Coach and on my um, website, Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. Remember, love yourself despite the negativity in the world. You can change. You can change the world.